Here's your dose of healthy infotainment. These are genuine conversations and real discussions for your health and vitality journey. I'm Chloe LeVray. I'm Alia Abdullah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Continua Podcast. Jinx. <laughs> Water, smoothie, something. <laughs> Here and here first on the Continua podcast <laughs> <laughs> and Spotify and <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> here we go. Girl, I'm a strange child, I'm chasing. Juice. Girl, I'm forbidden fruit, I'm dangerous. Dragon fruit. No need for words, only body language. Hit squats. And have a conversation. Wait, are you naming later. the things that are in your juice Baby, right now? No, I should have. Oh. Stay longer. <laughs> I like this. song to start the summer we'll probably hear this a lot more this summer we definitely will. but you heard it here on the continual podcast guys <laughs> just letting you know who was that Aaliyah? so it was <laughs> diplo leon bridges and my friend wrote on the track oh my god shouts to rome castile <laughs> when he hears this that's awesome that song, song made me want to be on a run like in the forest you know like mm-hmm. i got i got that feeling of like nature kind of like quickly passing by me mm-hmm it's a very euphoric type of sound. That's open, just mm-hmm. kind of freeing, yep. which is going to be great for the summer. Yeah. Agreed. Because this is the first summer in a while where we are free. <laughs> we are. <laughs> but snack of the day. We're going to start with Chloe's snack because I want to try her snack. Okay. This is Pan's Mushroom Jerky. I actually first discovered it on Shark Tank. Oh. Yes, I did. And this was at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. And... They got real popular real quick, and I never got my order. (laughs) Applewood barbecue with shiitake mushrooms. Yes, made with shiitake mushrooms. Obviously, it's supposed to mimic beef jerky, but if you do not eat meat, this is a great alternative. Okay, okay. Take a little piece. Shall we? Smells good. Cheers. Yes, cheers. (laughs) It's chewy. Mm -hmm. Very chewy. Can you hear us chewing, Gerardo? (laughs) Perfect. So our guest for today is my friend, Tiana Joel, who over the past six short years moved from the East Coast to the West Coast by herself, became homeless, found her life partner, started an online business, built it to six figures, and then traveled the entire world living in over 10 different countries in less than three years. Most recently, she has built a fitness branding company managing other female influencers with a reach of over 20 million people. That is a lot of people. (laughs) I don't think I know 20 million people, do you? I don't. (laughs) I do not. So without further ado, Tiana. Hello, ladies. Thank you for having me. This is going to be so much fun. I'm excited. We are, too. Thank you for being here. I I swear, I thought you guys were going to say I was the snack of the day. It didn't go that way. You heard it here. We should have a whole snack, a whole meal (laughs) on this episode, okay? (laughs) 
So the big move from DC to LA, what, what prompted that? I, I wanted to go to LA because there's dance, there's modeling, there's fitness, you know, the beach, obviously it's a laid back lifestyle. That's like me, who I am, you know, <laughs> things that I vibe with. And so I ended up going back home after college, like a lot of people do, figuring out what I was doing. I was looking for dance gigs and I ended up spending two years just at a regular desk job. And then I ended up auditioning to become a, at the time, Washington Redskins cheerleader, okay. although I had never cheered before. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, was hoping my dance abilities would be good enough. And as I was cheering, I was like, okay, I need to kind of set an end point because I'm not going to cheer forever. So I set that guideline for myself. In the third year, I was kind of evaluate each year. Am I getting everything that I need to out of this? You know, and I really got that from my fourth year. And I was like, okay, this is time. Um, season ended end of December. And I moved April of the following year, which is 2015. So you're coming up on your seventh anniversary. Yes. <laughs> so as a professional dancer, it seems that there would be some pressures to have to look a certain way, especially because you perform in front of a massive crowd. But also another layer is that you perform in front of millions of people because people watch you on television. So did you feel that kind of like uh, pressure to have to keep your body a certain size or a certain weight? There's a lot to unpack with that question. So being a cheerleader, first of all, in D.C. at least, you're in front of 90,000 fans, like live fans, 90,000 fans. TV cameras, like just a lot of people on the sidelines. And of course, like you said, people watching you on TV. So you definitely have to stay on point with not just how you look, but also like your behavior because people catch every little thing. People take pictures of you throughout the game and they'll send it to you afterwards. And sometimes you're like halfway, like, you know, doing this weird thing. (laughs) There is that mind game of how do I look do I feel like I need to lose weight or you know tone up more um and also I'll say too this translates over into social media too because now I'm a full-time influencer and it's also this thing of like do I keep up with the super super fit bodybuilders because my body has the more athletic look or am I okay where I am or should I try to gain weight to get a bigger butt You know what I mean? There's like all these different levels of what the expectations are for women because you can fall in either category. You know, it's like, do I have to keep up with one of these or am I okay where I am? And, you know, what is my platform about? Yeah. (laughs) The pressures around body type. There's definitely different types of bodies that we see on social media that can be very challenging for women of all ages. You see all these things on your page that pop up like, small waist, big butt, small waist, big butt. So like, you're like, is that normal? And then you realize, okay, well, some of it's plastic surgery. And it's, then you're in their head like, okay, should I do that? Or should I not do that? You start questioning everything, what you're eating and all, all these like fad diets or fad waist trainers or skinny tummy tea or whatever. And it just goes down. You go down this whole radical. hole. And I know, yeah, and I know some ladies actually who emailed from my newsletters and they said, Hey, you know, I don't have Instagram right now. I had to remove it because it just was too negative on my mental health that I just had to get off of it. But it's great to hear you're doing well. I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear you're traveling, you know, so I'll kind of put little updates and stuff. 
And it's just interesting, it, but it's good to see that. Like if you right. know that this thing is not serving you in a positive way, you don't have to keep looking at it because feeding your mind and your eyes is the same as feeding your body. And it all, all of it is connected to your mindset too, your mental health too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of us during the pandemic are learning more about mental health and it's important. I agree with you. I think there's a lot of pressure that's come up from social media for sure. Mm-hmm. But what is it that we could do or what conversations do you think that that we should be having to help more people or help more women establish a better relationship to to their body and a better relationship to their health? I think we can form find a community and a support system that makes sense for you that's helping you and feeding you in the right way, whether it's a Facebook group or even, you know, an Instagram platform where you feel more connected to someone posting things that resonate with you, whether they're blogging in a sense where they're talking about like, hey, you know, I had a really bad day today, but this is what I did. These are the three things I did to kind of get myself out of it. Definitely give yourself that community if you don't have one tangibly close by with close friends. And then I would say, you know, It's kind of like mentorship. If you don't have a tangible mentor, you can find one in books. You can find things that are going to help feed your mind positively in books, in podcasts. You know, you're giving yourself things that are going to help keep you encouraged. If there's platforms that are putting you in a negative space, definitely, you know, don't follow them. Yeah. I don't think the platform is bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so just like you were saying, boundaries, how you're using it, and knowing that you're working within the space, especially within fitness. How do you manage it so you don't get burnt out? So the algorithm with how Instagram works is once you click on one thing, it sends you like all this other stuff just like it. So you have to kind of actively click on other things or search. If it's not popping up, just search it mm-hmm. and say like motivation or whatever it is that's going to kind of keep you there. A tip. But the thing with tip. Yeah, is- I go to my, my yeah. uh, what is it called? This, the uh, st- um, explore page. Explore page. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> looking, looking at, at the influencer. I know. The explore, <laughs> I go to the explore page and I search for specific content that I think will lift yeah. me up mm-hmm. so just type in like different keywords and then I see different quotes and different people my explorer page becomes that mm-hmm. you know so you do have yeah, you, you do have some power in that yeah yeah and I would definitely say to notice your self-talk you know catch yourself in those moments and I'm like man today was terrible I'm really slow I'm procrastinating on all my work but I can still say, okay, today is just one day. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not over yet. You can still finish that one extra thing on your to-do list. And, you know, you can set yourself back up the next time. So Mm -hmm. self-talk definitely retraining your brain to to kind of think in in better language. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of like self-talk and and retraining your brain, this is a good segue to your move to L.A. and – you know, you, you ending up without a home. So I wanted to ask you, first of all, how that happened and what did you do to get yourself out of that situation? Yeah. So like I said, I moved to LA April 2018 and I didn't have a job yet. So I got a job when I got there. Uh, luckily, but I got a personal training job at LA Fitness and they don't pay very well. 
So no, they do not. It's $15 an hour, but Sheesh. your clients are half hours. So that translates oh to seven fifty dollars per client. So I like inherited this long client list from someone who had just recently quit. So I was training from like four or five in the morning until 10 or 11 at night, you know, with a small break in between. But I had this full schedule, but I just wasn't making enough money to live off of. And I was even taking clients on the side. I even started bartending at one point, but I, I just wasn't making enough money. And so I think it was the it was July, June or July um, of that same year, I had gotten a note. I went back home on my lunch break during uh, training and I looked at my door and there was a piece of paper on the door and I was like, Oh, maybe it's just like an update on the apartment or they're renovating something or movie night. I don't know. <laughs> and I look, there's like this red movie stamp night. at the top. I'm like, huh? Like, what does that say? <laughs> and I said evicted. And I can laugh about it now, but it was just kind of like one of those moments where I think it took a second to register that this is happening because I've never had anything major like this happen to me before. And then I was fresh in LA. I didn't have any friends, no family out there. So I was just on my own and I came home, had, you know, the notice on my door and I was like, oh, I guess I did not pay rent last month and a half. <laughs> and so I, I took the notice off my door I went inside and I didn't, had, didn't even have furniture yet. I was super broke, you guys. Like yeah. I like canned food, like trying to, you know, make it here and there. And I went to the office and I asked them, okay, how many days do I have to move out? Is this? I have three days, seven days, whatever. And they were like, well, technically the police could come at any time and, you know, kind of kick you out or lock you out of your place. And mind you, I had to go back in just like an hour or something to go train more clients. And so I basically had to pack up my whole apartment and my two-door car that I drove cross country in. Um, yeah. And then I just basically had to live out of the gym, like shower at the gym and then sleep in my car or like sometimes I not wouldn't sleep and I would just take naps during the day because I just stayed up so too scared yeah. <laughs> to sleep. And so, um, yeah, I had met Mark, my life partner. I had met him. We had just started dating maybe like a month or two before that. And I was so nervous to tell him. I didn't tell my family yet either. And I think it was only a few days and I was like, okay, well, I have to at least let him know because we keep meeting at the gym. Like we never meet at my place anymore right. and that type of thing. So I was like, okay, well, I have to tell him. <laughs> and I didn't know what he was thinking. I just didn't want to be like shady and, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> and so I just told him just to be honest and I wasn't asking for a handout, but the first thing he said was, well, hey, but you can move in with me because he had a one bedroom, no roommates. And he was like, why well, space? Do you want to move in with me? I was like, Oh my God, a bed. Yes, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> I valued a bed so much after that. Wow. So it's fun. Um, yeah. So to get through it, basically, I realized that, you know, that wasn't going to work working at LA Fitness. The one on one thing wasn't going to work. And I was thinking I had to figure out a way to do it online because I didn't really know how, but I knew that online you could reach more people and maximize the, your reach that way. I just didn't know how. So at the time, Mark was training a client of his who she had about 400,000 followers on Instagram at the time. 
and she was monetizing from her Instagram platform. And he was like, how does that work? So he straight up just asked her one time. You know, one thing I learned from him is ask questions and don't be afraid to ask someone you look up to or might have questions about. Don't be afraid to ask. And he asked her and she was like, well, yeah, I have online programs and I sell them. Hearing how you first got into online training. So you were working with Mark and he had a friend who was running a very successful online influencer business. And so what happened after that? (laughs) So we were still independent. Mark was independently training his clients, his celebrity clients and things. And he had one of his clients who was a fitness influencer, and we didn't know anything about what that really meant or how she made money. And so he basically asked her one day, how exactly do you earn money, you know, substantial money from your platform? And so she said she has online programs. And he said, well, do you think Tiana could do something like that? You know, because we didn't know anything about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, definitely. And she was nice enough to sit down at lunch with me one time and go over like the basics. You know, she couldn't walk me through step by step, but I got an idea of how to do it. And then we took it from there. We went to different social media conventions. We did our research. We invested money that we didn't have, like to, to but we understood the value of it. If someone tells you you could invest $2,000 and legitimately be earning up to, you know, 10 to 15K a month on just what you learned from that investment, it's a no brainer. Like, of course, you know, things might be tight for a little bit, but you're growing in that direction and that's what that's for. So we invested in different online courses ourselves. We did payment plans. We made it work. And I learned a lot (laughs) about like when to post, how to post, like when's the best time to start your email list, what to say, all the, you know, all the steps. There's so much that is there. When you, Um, when you started, was this at the height of fitness influencers because if we think about the evolution of kind of how Instagram started the way that we use it now is not how we used it when it first came out so when you were going this direction as a fitness influencer were there already a lot of other trainers that that were also like posting their videos or was this kind of in the very early stages yeah I would say it was kind of beginning middle stages because there were definitely already people you know, monetizing on their platform, they already figured out how to do it, but it was still, uh, it was early enough where like, I didn't feel behind, but I know it's still, it's still not too late to start your platform. Because if you think about just the same as if, you know, a client walks into a gym and they choose you, you as, as that specific trainer out of like 20 people that are there, 20 trainers that are there, people choose you and choose to follow you because they vibe with you in some way. They love the knowledge that you have, even if you aren't the expert. I know a lot of us feel, you know, the imposter syndrome effect of feeling like you don't know enough to really put yourself out there as the expert, but people will learn with you and grow with you. And I think there's just the genuineness of that, especially because there's so many people who have millions of followers and just seem so unattainable, unreachable in terms of connectivity Mm -hmm. that people who gather towards uh, lower following accounts will actually feel more connected to you right and there's you know there's power in that yeah <laughs> let's say even if you have a thousand followers and you had just a hundred people which is not unrealistic interested in what you're doing and they end up buying your pro like you know that's that's money right there and it's not just Very about true. the money but it's like you want to do something it's time there is you know power in smaller numbers mm-hmm. but the quality mm-hmm. of that that number 
Yeah, we were definitely learning learning that it doesn't really matter how many followers you have. It's really more about the engagement on your platform. And exactly. so like looking at like the percentage of people who are like commenting, who are mm-hmm. DMing you, like things like that, right? even liking your photos, like you could right. have a million followers and only have like a thousand likes. That's really, that's not a good percentage. Yeah. Rather than if you had, you know, 10,000 followers and a thousand likes, that's a much better percentage um of engagement (laughs) yeah so while you were traveling were you still building your online coaching practice and you were still building your your health and wellness business yeah so by the time we left was which was december 2018 Mm -hmm. we were already at a really good point with our business we were both of us were were only working from my instagram account so supporting two people was at a really good point where we could leave the country comfortably while still doing our online business. So we just continued to grow it. But at one point, we we noticed that more so once we got to Dubai, because they have really strict online rules of selling things. And that's where I kind of learned about how to use a VPN and things like that. But it has slowed down. So basically what happened is my Instagram feed wasn't being shown to U.S. people anymore, U.S. followers people who were already following my page, they just weren't seeing my page anymore. So for the first for the first like six to nine months it started to slow down, we noticed a noticeable change in the engagement and things like that. So we decided to I think it was maybe five months in, we decided it was a good time to pivot because we didn't want to be stuck outside the country and have our income be in a weird place or not be able to touch our customers anymore. So so when you were in Dubai, that's when you kind of, you guys had that epiphany to launch this trainer blueprint program? Yeah, so it's called the Fitness Influencer Blueprint, and it is specifically for fitness, fitness, wellness, nutrition, anything under that wellness category. So and I can, I can attest to the program because I am in it, and it's phenomenal. Yes. Yay. Yeah, yes. it's very easy to follow, and there's nothing missing. There is nothing missing in that program. That's good. Look at that plug, guys. So website, one more time. What's what's the website again? Fitnessinfluencerblueprint.com. Fitnessinfluencerblueprint.com. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Enroll in Tiana's online course, The Fitness Influencer Blueprint, to uncover the industry's untold secrets about becoming a fitness influencer on Instagram. Tiana's course will walk you step-by-step through literally everything on how to build your own wellness business and brand by leveraging your social media platforms the correct way. I should know. I was one of her students. I'll put it to you this way. Can you afford not to invest in yourself to learn how to make money from your own business online? Receive 10% off enrollment in full course or any module when you use our discount code CONTINUA at checkout. That's CONTINUA, C-O-N-T-I-N-U-A at checkout. Visit fitnessinfluencerblueprint.com for more. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we decided to put together an online course to help other influencers learn how to do what we're doing and put it together, videos, uh, cheat sheets, all of the above, audio, recording, slideshows, and put all that together into a course. And, you know, and it, it helped other wellness professionals that didn't know how to do it which was good because we already had that set up when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So it was like, 
you know, we didn't have to create this all of a sudden. It was just kind of like, oh, this is, this was a good pivot. This is a good next step to make, which I think is really important. One thing that we noticed when we started learning how to create an online brand for me was that we did a bunch of research. We went to conferences and we listened to podcasts about small businesses and how to grow your online brand and influencing and social media things, but there was nothing specific to fitness influencers. And it's a little bit different. You know, you're not going to present yourself the same way that a clothing store does. You know what I mean? It's, it's relatively similar, but there's still different things that you need to understand from the, the wellness side. Like a clothing brand can't tell you how to sell online workout programs or online nutrition programs. Right. So that was kind of a hole in the market that we discovered, uh, you know, way back when we first started my platform and decided to fill that that niche. That's literally why I put the course together because it was just, I just feel like there's so much that I've learned. I made a few mistakes, trial and error, but you don't have to take the long, you know, six, seven years that, that I did, that we did to create my platform. So, yeah. Traveling to the different countries, did you notice a difference in what wellness means? Mental health, taking care of your body? Yeah. When we traveled, we went between each country. Like, we never touched back in the United States, only a couple of times, like, for uh, the pandemic in 2020 when it got really intense. Mm -hmm. So I think we had hit eight countries back-to-back before we came back to the States and then went went back out again. So I think something that helped um, during my travels, because for me, I had times where I kind of got, I don't know what the word is, not exhausted from traveling, but just kind of, like, you're out of your comfort zone for such a long time, you know, but I found that having a morning routine, I know it sounds super cliche, but it's true. You know, people are saying the same thing, morning routine, then you might want to listen. If right. For a reason. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's said for a reason. <laughs> but like, I found that if I kept a, well, a daily routine consistent of, you know, we go to the gym in the morning, then we work, then we cook or go grocery shopping, whatever, if we have like that kind of consistent routine, no matter what country we're in, we're going to have that like feeling of home base, you know, nice. but then in the mornings I found, which I, I actually need to get back into it because, um, but having the time in the morning to yourself before you start any type of obligations, I'll say it like that responsibilities or obligations, work, whatever, if you take that time to yourself and just kind of like clear your mind, like you look forward to the morning, you're like, oh, like I get this hour to myself. I'm really excited. You know, I get to read whatever I want to read or listen to Chloe's podcast or, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I set myself up and now I'm in a good mood. Okay, I'm ready to get started with my work. You know, then I can think about everything I got to do. But if you have that time to yourself, you know, you can set yourself up for the rest of the day. Um, Or in the evening, if you know, if, if you meditate or read or whatever, you can even do that again at night. All it takes is like, 30 minutes everybody if you have 30 minutes to scroll and like on instagram (laughs) or tiktok you have 30 30 minutes minutes (laughs) morning routine yeah yeah Yeah. and i feel like actually instagram oh go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say i was just thinking instagram i said it on mine instagram has a thing where you can set like a timer to remind you it'll stop you from scrolling Mm -hmm. i have that at my yeah, mine's set for an time hour, time. but that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I put mine for What a joke. Minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, mine's I see that hour, and it goes, you know, it stops me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, extra 15. <laughs> yeah. 
little extra 15 there. <laughs> I'm like, uh, is but this helping? Good. I don't even know. <laughs> it's good. It's so effort. funny. <laughs> um, I was going to say, and I feel like having that morning routine, it's a, it's applicable in so many different ways. Like for you, because of like all of your traveling that you're doing, like that morning routine has become your anchor and like your home base, yeah. like you were saying, but like for That's someone good, like, who's like not traveling, but who just like lives a super busy life. Right. Um, mm -hmm. in a very like kind of like chaotic life and gets anxious, you know, yeah. I feel like there needs Having to be some center, sort of, yeah. yeah, some sort of like routine. Um, it, doesn't even need to be in the morning but like something throughout the day that that like grounds them mm -hmm. right no I like that word anchor that's really good thank you it just like popped it just popped in my head I was like anchor that's yeah <laughs> yeah I literally I'm such a visual person so I literally saw me an in an anchor yeah, yeah. that's awesome <laughs> that's perfect yeah this was fantastic, yes, it was. and I want to almost end this on a question about your definition of journey. Oh, that is tough. There's no right or wrong you answer. Send me this in the pre notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like to journey. catch people off guard on this one. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I would say a journey. It is a series of experiences, lessons, um, thoughts, mistakes, different things like that, that get you to another point. I the like next it. Yeah. I like that. I like it a lot. It's a always series really of beginnings yeah. and a series of ends. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I hope you guys decide to continue us. <laughs> this is She's great. Punny. I'm here for the pun. She's punny. I love the pun. <laughs> she's punny and she's a snack. <laughs> a punny snack. A punny snack. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, we're at our final question. <laughs> If you had a song that described your 2021, what would it be? My 2021? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, I was in Brazil a lot of the time, so I have Brazilian music in my head. Ooh. Okay, we like it. Yeah, specifically Rio, Rio de Janeiro. I have some of the artists, some of the music in my, um, my Instagram highlights under Rio because we went to a couple live concerts. So ta escrito. Perfect, actually, that it means it's written. Okay. Thank you all for joining us. If you have any questions or want to know anything about any of the topics that we talked about, um, please DM us on Instagram at the Continua. Please reach out to Tiana at Tiana Joel, and we will see you next time. Toodles. Yeah.